Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. What was your first TV crush? Hmm. Even if it was later in life, because I don't know if you grew up watching TV. No, I, I'm not fucking Amish. <laughs> Go lick my nuts that I don't have. <laughs> That's fair. Your first lover party, you were 18 years old. <laughs> what if it was Bob Ross? Just kidding. That's funny. No. That's cute. No, it was not Bob Ross. <laughs> it was Bob Ross. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. I know who my TV, my first TV crush is. It was uh, Mark Paul Gosler and... Time out! Sorry, she just gave me a look, everybody. You guys, I uh, said Mark hyphen Paul Gosler, and she just went, who? Time in. Who Save, is that? Zach Morris from Save by oh, the yeah, Bell. Oh, yeah, I didn't really watch Save by and the Bell. And A.C. Slater. Isn't the theme song, isn't it like, Save by the Bell. How young are you? Were you born last week? Oh, my God. They were in season four in 1993. I was four years old. What the <laughs> fuck I look like watching a show about a dude named Screech? <laughs> what do I look like? I went back and watched older stuff. Like, I've seen fucking Why would I Perry watch Mason. This? Oh, I watched Perry Mason. I had a grandma. Okay. Well, didn't you have... My a- grandma wasn't fucking watching a show <laughs> about some kid named Screech. On Saved by the Bell, like she had some Wait, sort of respect. She wanted a have... procedural. Objection, Your Honor. Incompetent, irrelevant, and immaterial. You know who's what? Elizabeth Be- Jesse Spano? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> is it Spano? Jesse Spano Spano? <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, you can't sing tonight. You can't. I'm so excited. Is that her? I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Bonjour, monsieurs et madames et jeunes de non-conforming individuals. Ooh, croissant. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi, dear listeners? So that's like all the French I know, and I took literally seven years of French. And croissant is all I know. Anyway, I'm Jessica Williams, and I'm joined by my oh-so-lovely co-host. Can you guess who her name is? It's nope. me, Michelle Obama. No, that's so funny. <laughs> anyway, I'm Jessica Williams, and I'm joined by my oh-so-lovely, oh-so-sweet co-host. Can you guess who it is? It's me, Sasha and Malia Obama. <laughs> yep, it's two people, Sasha and Malia Obama. <laughs> <laughs> no, J.K. Simmons, it's me, Phoebe Robinson. And we're here with a hot new show for you guys. We've got John Hodgman. You Aww. got all these like homies from The Daily Show chopping in. I love it. It's I'm so cool. cute. John's so <laughs> cool. He like is such a sweet guy with like his facial hair and his glasses and his like musical talent. And you know? we put him on the spot about Sex and the City, and he fucking he dragged us low key. He did. He should have. That was tight. But it was like cool that he had so many opinions about it because yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah, it was really dope. It was really cool. Plus, we've got Sonia Denny and John Roberts. You guys are really gonna love this episode. So just buckle up, grab a pop tart, and Ooh, right. What's the flavor? I love. 
like brown sugar cinnamon I or was strawberries. I say brown sugar. It's good. Oh it's the best gosh. one. That's like literally dessert. Yeah. So get that all nice and warm. A little where you go. Yeah, yeah. When you take it out. Ooh, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. When you break that pea tart apart <laughs> and you hit that smell, when that smell hits your nose. <laughs> oh, eyes watering. Curl up. Anyway, enjoy the show. Welcome to Two Down Queens! What have you been up to? Uh, well, I just joined Equinox Gym. Congrats. Um, Which is crazy. I've been, uh, yeah. I've, Very fancy. Yeah, y'all, hey, y'all know we gotta, you know, we gotta try and goop it up. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so what do you think about it so far? Pros, they give you eucalyptus towels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that after a nice little like spin bike to just have that in my life. But they have my that face. little refrigerator, right? Yeah, real fridge, like put underneath your armpits. Oh. It's great. A con of Equinox is that there are too many stairs to get into the gym. Yeah. <laughs> it's really disrespectful. It's like literally 10 flights. Right. I'm like out of shape of for stairs. the gym. It's super disrespectful. And it's like I'm trying to get in shape. And you're making me want to just fuck it all and not yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, another pro is like literally every guy there is attractive. You're like, I oh. don't like that. That's horrific to me. Why? Um, did I tell you one time that I like had a sexy trainer and it was like really upsetting? Yeah. I had a sexy trainer just to like jog everybody's memory and <laughs> no braggies. Yeah, no braggies. I mean, he was like one of the hottest dudes ever. Um, and. When I laid down for the final stretching at the end... That's so hot. It was like I put my leg up and he just put, you know, his knee down on my leg that was down and then just started to push me back. And so I felt the heat between our genitals. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was very alarmed that I was suddenly aware of his genitals. Yeah. And you know we're both in sweats. So right. there wasn't as much of a barrier as I would have liked. Right. So I got the fuck out of there and then yeah. never went back. <laughs> but what? So you're okay with a hot dude at the gym? Yeah, like if I'm on the treadmill, uh-huh. usually I'm like watching like old episodes of like Sex in the City on E. That rules. And then, you know, if I want to take a break, I just look at like a hot piece just walking to like a, a you know, dumbbell rack. And I'm like, cool, good for you. That's nice. Get after it, bro. That's tight. On my way here, I heard a black woman talking to seven police officers on the street. I had like my Uber window rolled down. She was like, yeah, that's when she pushed me on the floor and started punching me in the face. And they were like, okay, where, what do you mean? She's like, she started just punching me in the face and saying I was a bitch. And then she started kicking me in the face. And I kid you not, one of the seven police officers was like, so it was just in the face then? <laughs> I was like, yes! <laughs> and I was like, cool, boop. And then took my UberX here the rest of the way. I want to know what happened. Ah, dude, it was so juicy. Why were there seven cops there? There did not need to be seven. Oh, my they God. They needed to, like, go grab whoever, like, punched this lady yeah. in the face. Yeah. But I just love that they clarified, like, so it was only the face. <laughs> Not relevant. I lo- I just love I love other people's drama. Like I have a it's very so drama free life. Oh shit! I 
took a flight. I stayed with my parents. Yeah. And I was flying to back here. I was flying back home last week, right? And I just got an apartment out in LA. I'm by Coastal now. And I wanted no to take and I wanted to take <laughs> um I have sex toys and I mm. wanted to have like a sex toy on every port. So I have one here, one at my boyfriend's house, and I wanted one for my new apartment. And so I stopped by my parents' house because it's really close to LAX, took my uh, vibrator out, and just started packing up my stuff. It's time for me to go to the airport. I always miss flights. And uh, I get in my Uber, and I go straight to the airport. And as we're getting off of LAX, I realize that I left my vibrator sitting out at my parents' house. (laughs) That's literally what I did. (laughs) I was Fran Drescher in the nanny. Massa <laughs> Sheffield. <laughs> and so I was like, holy shit. Um, trying to calculate how much time I have. I have maybe an hour to boarding. So I tell the driver, I'm like, hey, oh man, I'm sorry. Do you think that we can turn around and go back to my house? I left something really important there. <laughs> and little, little does you know, it's like my fucking vibrator um, and, from Babeland. And <laughs> so then we're like rushing back. I'm like stuck in traffic on the way home. I run into the house. I grab this fucking vibrator that's like laying right on my mom's desk that she like <laughs> pins things on Pinterest on. And it's just like, Were you looking for me? (laughs) And so I grab it. I run back to the Uber. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Finally get back to the airport. And I have TSA pre-check. And I get there and they're like, yo, there's no pre-check today. You know, they always do it when you need it the most. I need it today. I need it today. The flight's boarding in like 10 minutes. And so luckily it's the first gate 20 feet away. And so I throw my stuff in, my fucking vibrators in my backpack. I put it on the TSA, like, uh, conveyor belt. Yeah. And it's going through. They stop on mine, look at it for a little bit, and then they're like, eh, and they continue. But then somebody grabs my bag, my purse, and they're like, excuse me, ma'am, do you have change in here? And I was like, Yes! It's my fucking purse. Yeah. So they're like, sorry, we're going to have to run it through. And they page me. The uh, gate pages me. I'm like, oh, okay. So they take my purse. They put it in the conveyor belt. It's right in the middle. And the fucking TSA machine freezes. No! And the guy's like, mm, sorry, looks like luck's not on your side. And I'm like, fuck, it's all because I like to fucking rub it out everywhere I go. <laughs> curse my delicious and voracious sexuality and so I'm like excuse me can you just grab it they're waiting for me and the guy's like ugh I guess so while he does that I run to my gate and I'm like hey I'm here I had an issue I left something at home the TSA right now is being a little bit trash no disrespect I'm gonna go back and grab my bags but I promise I'll be right back and the man is so zen and he's like okay all right, don't worry you have five minutes and I was like great so finally, the guy grabs it. It's in this long fucking line. He puts it on the other um, conveyor belt, and it goes through. And the woman grabs it, and she says, excuse me, I'm sorry, ma'am. Do you have change in here? What? And I was like, what? What are you? What do you mean? There's no liquids in here. Are you fucking kidding me? Let me just take my vibrator and get on my fucking flight. And so she's like, I'm sorry. We're going to have to run it through again. So then they ran it through again. Oh, my God. And then they were like, finally, the 
gate agent walks up and he's just waiting for me like fucking knowing in his eyes like he knew I left my vibrator <laughs> he's like ah. and so then finally I like take my bag and I just like rush and I make it on the flight and they close all the doors wow. behind me but the plane took off like 10 minutes late because I forgot that's my that's like, like the ending vibrator. of love actually but not <laughs> It's like, love, actually, you're trash. <laughs> but it's like, if I'd, have, if I'd have missed my flight because of my vibrator, I would have, like, never masturbated again. <laughs> also, like, if you didn't remember it and then your mom discovered it and, like, of course, Maria would not say anything. You just come home for Christmas for, like, dinner and it would just be very tense and you would have no idea why. <laughs> And then I finally get home one night and it's just sitting gently yep. on my pillow. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> like, you know what you did. Yeah, yeah. She's like, well, I didn't tell your father, but yeah. you just know. <laughs> like yeah, a you... secret between us that will hold forever until she passes. <laughs> yeah, you can't recover from a parent discovering your vibrator. Like, no, you can't. That's horrific. You can't go back. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's oh my gosh, yeah. it's horrible. That's why digital baby. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> I might have to go back to manual. <laughs> I keep it AM radio, baby. AM radio. AM. I'm trying to operate Sirius XMU. <laughs> I'm trying to stream it <laughs> on my Beats headphones that are Bluetooth. Oh. Damn. I'm never going to do that again, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we get this show started? Yeah, I'm having so much fun. You guys are so, so great tonight. Uh, our first act that we're bringing up, she has a web series called Brown Girls. It's cool as fuck. We need to support brown women doing dope shit. Uh, please get up for Sonia Jenny! Hey, you guys. Give it up for Phoebe and Jessica. I'm so happy to be here. Um... I, I, uh, so I, I used to live in D.C., and then at one point, yeah, someone from D.C., what part? <laughs> She's like, whoops, <laughs> the suburbs, I'm rich. Okay, girl, I get it, I get it, I get it. <laughs> you don't want to self-identify because we'd have to fucking kill you. No, I'm kidding. 99%? All right. Um... That was a detour. But I, I, I used to live in D.C. like almost six years ago, and then I moved to Chicago. Uh, I won't identify you. <laughs> We're also going to kill you. Um, but no, I moved to Chicago, and I felt like when I was in D.C., I was like a social drinker. And then when I moved to Chicago, like I developed a drinking problem. And I know that was true because I became the type of person that wakes up to Facebook notifications that I was tagged in pictures I don't remember taking with people I don't remember meeting. You know, it's like, who is Lydia living my life like it's going up in this bitch? Henderson, who are you? are you? And why is there an entire Facebook album, 50 pictures, just you and I tag title, me and my new bitch? Like, <laughs> what is happening, you know? 
But I, 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 but about in August, I moved to New York, uh, which I love. And um, I, when I first moved to New York, I was having a conversation in Chicago uh, with one of my friend's girlfriends, and she was like, oh, like, where, what part of New York are you moving to? Because, like, I'm from New York. And I was like, oh, Best Eye Brooklyn. And she was like, I guess that makes you a gentrifier. And I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, yeah, my grandmother was priced out by people like you. And I was like, girl, I can't be a gentrifier. I'm black. <laughs> yes, yes, my boyfriend is white, but he's a dog walker. He's not even using his privilege. You understand? <laughs> Wasted on him. Because I feel like if we are gentrifiers, we're like level one or two. You know what I mean? Like, like a scotch of gentrification. Like, and I miss Boosh for any Top Chef fans. Come on, DC, Rich. You got cable. Stop playing. Um... I am, um, I, I haven't, my mom's never seen me stand up because I won't invite her, but that's, let's not get hung up in details. Um, but when I was home last year, she was like, let me see a video. I want to see a video of your stand up. And like all the comedians you're going to see tonight are fantastic. Jessica and Phoebe are obviously amazing. But like no matter how funny you are, you're going to have a set where you bomb. But I don't think you can say you truly bombed until you sat with the person who gave you life. <laughs> and two minutes in, she's like, <laughs> Do you do this a lot? It's like, oh my God. It's like I finally understand uh, the saying, a piece of me died. Because <laughs> a piece of me is still my mom's couch trying to explain to her how brilliant my hotel Rwanda shitless lisp it is. She's not on board. Some of you didn't laugh at that. You're like, I work at a nonprofit. That's not very funny. I'm a good person. <laughs> no, but I am, um, my mom is Rwandan, as I mentioned, and like, I'm high for Rwanda. My dad's Haitian. But like, when my, mo- my mom moved here in her 20s, so that means, like, in her lifetime, she's been through a lot. Like, there was a genocide in 94. There was one before that. She moved here when she was pregnant and, like, just all these racism and xenophobia, all these things that she's experienced. But she's so strong. If you met my mom, you'd never know she'd been through that. But then she raised me in the West. <laughs> and weekly, I'll call her, and I'm like, Mom, I woke up sad this morning, and I don't know why. <laughs> and she's super supportive because she's, like, such a good mom and a great Catholic. She's always like, oh no, <laughs> have you prayed? <laughs> and I'm always like, I'm agnostic, so maybe. You know? <laughs> she fucking hates that joke so much. <laughs> but God loves it. Does he? Is he exist? I don't know. Um, but no, I did go see a psychiatrist recently and for people like who are happy, um, when you go to see one of these people, like they ask you a series of questions. Like one of the first questions they asked me, he was like, um, are you in a relationship? And I was like, yeah. He was like, boyfriend? I was like, yeah. He was like, do you love him? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> what did he say? I don't say it first. <laughs> he didn't laugh. Uh, <laughs> he was like, I think that's inappropriate. And I was like, but doctor, the world is a stage, you know? <sighs> uh, another question he asked me, was like, do you do drugs? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're a cop, you have to tell me. Inappropriate, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, and then another question he asked me, he was like, um, have you ever had suicidal thoughts? And I was like, uh-huh. And he was like, why do you think you haven't acted on those thoughts? And I was like, obviously, it would be hard on my family, my friends, my boyfriend, like having to pay New York rent by himself in this economy, you know? Uh, and some love or some shit like that. And also, I followed that up with, like, no matter how sad I get, I still feel like suicide is something that's hard to go through with. And this man looks at me, then looks at his notepad, and he goes, <laughs> not if you're determined. 
I'm not making that up. That is a thousand percent what he said to me. And now I want to kill myself so fucking bad. Just so I can write a suicide note, like, thanks, Dr. Keating. You taught me to believe a muscle. That's <coughs> because I'm going to hang my... You get it. You're on board. Okay. I'm going to dedicate it to you now. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. So last year, one of my friends was like, dude, listen, you should go to my therapist, okay? Because he is amazing. He's, he's insightful. He's affordable. He's, he's, he's smart. He's affordable. He's so deep. He's affordable. And I was like, okay. And I went and I saw him and I was like, this will not do. Uh, he had on skinny jeans, <laughs> a denim vest, <laughs> on top of a denim shirt, <laughs> a beard and a buns. Like, nah. <laughs> like, I'm into that, but, like, not in my healthcare professionals. <laughs> like, I can't. Like, are we going to go to Coachella together? Like, what the fuck? Like, I can't. I feel like I can't tell you my suicide plan if you know who Childish Gambino is. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that, you know? Get the fuck out of here. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. Give it up for Sonia Dennis! This message comes from Two Dope Queen sponsor, BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in the day, how would you use it? BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you figure out what's most important to you so you can prioritize it. Learn to make time for what makes you happy. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DopeQueens today to get 10% off your first month. Music helps us celebrate, contemplate, cope, and connect. And we've got the stories to prove it. Join me, Terrence McKnight, for the new season of The Open Ears Project, a podcast in which people tell us about the piece of classical music that has meant the most to them. That music might even wind up being meaningful for you. The Open Ears Project. Listen now wherever you get podcasts. guest he's uh he's a friend of ours i love him he's so brilliant and wonderful and sweet and uh he's like all over tv he wrote an essay in my book he was a a former co-workers of jessica uh you know him from the daily show please give up for john Hello. Hi, what's Hi. up? What a pleasure it is to be here with I you guys. I know, I haven't yeah. seen you in months. We've only been corresponding via email That's because true. you have a vacation home in Maine. Oh, it's true. Somebody likes Maine. So you stay there for months at a time. It's what true. is it I'm... like to have a vacation home? That's my dream. I am an elderly Caucasian man. <laughs> <laughs> tight, tight, can confirm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It was never my intention to have a vacation home in Maine. <laughs> but it just happens. My wife has family in Maine and she loves Maine, the state, more than 
any other place or human on earth. <laughs> and an opportunity came up to buy a home there. And I said, sure, because it would make her very happy. And she's extremely happy. But now we go to Maine and I immediately feel, oh, I'm dying. Like this is the, <laughs> this is the end for me. What, what was, do you do there? Do you like whittle? Do you take out your uh, banjo and yeah. <laughs> rock back and forth on the front porch? Do you it's, make boats to put inside like glasses? Like what do you do? Do you blast sand? No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm looking, I'm looking to get a vacation home. And so I'm wondering yes. if we went to actually where you were, let's say sure. we got a place that we could go to. Will we yeah. be the well, only black people there? Yes. Great. How you know I was teeing that up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I, it was a very strange... I, I spent the summer in Maine, and, of course, a lot of stuff happened this summer. Uh, the shootings out in Sterling and Castile and, and then the backlash to that... It was a horrible place to... Exp- I, mean, I mean, you know, I was living in a place where all of that news could mean nothing. Mm. Like, wow. all I had to do was turn it off mm. and just go back to whatever was happening because it is such a profoundly Caucasian and homogenous place. Wow. It, you know, I really felt bad because, you know, I, I have friends who are not white men, and I would love to have them come up to Maine, but occasionally I think, like, well, it would be weird. It, like, you might not be comfortable. Yeah. Like, when I see a person of color... I remember in Bar Harbor, Maine, I saw, like, a 55-year-old black couple, clearly affluent, and they were sitting at the uh, ice cream shop just enjoying some ice cream and just, like, watching the white people walk around. I'm like... <laughs> Dude, that's us. Guys, that is us. That's so us. You guys... I tip my straw boater to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Wait, what kind of vacation house do yeah, you want? Yeah, what do you want? Where do you want to go? Yeah. I want something um, woodsy, kind of. I want to, like, mm-hmm. get a tiny house. Sure. And I want to have it for a little bit. I want to get, like, a nice property uh-huh. and then just put a tiny house on it. Yeah. Because I want a barn, too. You're not a woodsy person. This isn't you. <laughs> it's going to be, like, luxury woodsy. Like, I don't want bugs or anything, so I'm going to try and... Put some Woods. bug bombs out there, like tiki mm-hmm. torches, and like just a bunch, like six acres of tiki torches. That's ignorant. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, I'm standing in my truth. My yeah. ancestors <laughs> fought for me to do some bullshit like that. So. <laughs> I don't know. I want something where I can feel like there's a community, and mm-hmm. it feels sort of like the town in Jaws, where it's like, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah. Without like all the shark murder. Funny thing about the town in Jaws. <laughs> They'd rather have people killed than acknowledge a shark. <laughs> they did a really bad job. Yeah. They did such a bad job of managing that situation. That's right. Feel like. yeah. I want that without any of the shark stuff. Yeah. I think I want a vacation home, too. Where do you want it? Where- well, I was doing... I, was, I went to a rabbit hole on Wikipedia, so I started like looking at Charlie Rose's biography. Sick. I don't know how I got there, but I, w- I felt like home when I was there. And you were like me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but he has he has a home in Paris. So I would like like to just be his uh, neighbor. Yeah, that's tight. I want to be Charlie Rose's neighbor, and like we would just like and we would hang out. Sure. What are you? What I'm just. You don't think? What I are you guys gonna do together? My. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, in your head, like, what... Okay, well, I watch his show a lot. He loves funny people, yeah, right? Yeah, So yeah. I'm charming and funny, so he'd be like, oh, my God, we should be friends. And I'm like, I know. Um, 
And so then we get croissant, and then we were like... <laughs> you will literally get kicked out of Paris via customs if you no. say that. <laughs> okay, so you get croissant. Okay, and then we'll like... Just like traipse around like in like Paris, like how Carrie did in season six. <laughs> minus her sour puss face. She was like, oh, and that dude. Yeah, well... I liked I liked him. I did. I liked the I Russian. wasn't here for no. it. You ever seen Sex and the City, John? Yeah, do you watch Sex and the City, John? I saw the TV shows. I did not see the movie. Oh, oh so. yeah. You've seen all seasons. Mm-hmm. Okay, are oh, you... Are you oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, that's okay, dope. Okay. Here we go. Oh, my God. Roll okay. up your sleeves. Okay, are you... Te- I'm 45 years old. Come on. <laughs> are you team Aiden or are you team Big? Oh. Aiden. I met... Aiden once. <gasps> oh my god, that's hot. Is he tall? Oh my god. Is he tall? He's average height. No. No. You hate to see that happen. You hate when they turn out to be five foot uh, nine. Wait, but you're so great. no, no, no. He's got to be. I met him. He's got to be five ten at least, or is it just because yeah, SJP five, is so tiny that he looked massive in comparison. Yeah, he's he's okay. my height. I'm five ten. No, there is what? <laughs> he's not. Okay, but you need to answer a question. Are you team Aiden or team Big? Oh, in the in the series. In the yeah. series, yes. No press. Don't do it. And you got to tell us why. Yeah. <laughs> if you come with some team Steve bullshit, I'm gonna what? cut you. I'm gonna fuck you up. I don't want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, Steve is just always trying his hardest. I guess, like, don't. I guess I just felt that Carrie and Carrie and Big had more of a connection. Yo! Yeah. Okay. Now I don't know Why? how it turned out Why? in the movie. What do you mean? Are you kidding me? What do you mean? Are you kidding me? What do you mean? He would not. Introduce her to his mother. Uh-huh. He left her at the altar like a million right. times. Yeah. He was going to go to France with no fucking plan for their relationship. Sure. But. He gave her that ugly bird purse. <laughs> Rebuttal, sir? Yeah, please. I, this was, is I so liked her. I liked her a lot, but she was kind of a human monster. Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, she true. was trash. She was trash. <laughs> she didn't deserve Aiden. Aiden a, to me, mm-hmm. Aiden was her flirtation with the idea of, what if I were a real human being? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it was, it was clear that it was never, ever going to <laughs> right. happen. It no. wasn't so I'm not saying that Big is a good dude. Obviously, okay. he isn't. Right. I just felt that they were more that, that they would end up together. And mm-hmm. I don't spoiler alert. Please don't tell me what happened. <laughs> and those two dumb movies that I didn't see. Those movies are were so, so bad. horrific. They're, They're so do you, bad. Do you include them in the Sex and the City canon or no? Uh, kind of. Because yeah, there's a scene are they the like first the Star one? Wars prequels for you? Yeah. Like, just ignore kinda, them. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. But it's like, there's like one funny scene, and it's like literally four minutes of the first Sex and the City movie where Charlotte literally just has to take a shit. And that's yeah. a that good four minutes. And I was like, this is, this is canon. Yeah. So I decided. 
But okay, I'm I'm fine with your answer. That was yeah, the best answer I've heard. You gave us some shit to chew Look, over. All I can do is give you my honest answers based okay. on my own uh, uh, watching of the thing. I yeah, like. Did you watch it on your own volition, or did your wife get you into it? No, my wife got me into it, but it nice. was great. Yeah, I mean, it's cute. a great show. It's, yeah. it's, it holds up. It announced that New York was a very different place. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, like. Uh, coming to New York in the 80s and then and then moving here in the early 90s and seeing New York at that time and then seeing it transformed by wealth over the course of the 90s Sex and the City really was like yep this is the way it is now like mm-hmm. this is a a springtime for Hitler of the wealthy basically <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's like, like people having a great time going to fancy bars and drinking fancy drinks. Yeah, when yeah. I was a kid, I w- when I and I would catch episodes, I'd be like, "Oh, that's what womanhood looks like. Oh, that's what it means to be an adult." Mm-hmm. And then I moved to New York five years ago, and I was like, "Oh no, yeah. they were crazy." <laughs> you moved crazy. to New York five years ago. I did for the Daily Show. But how's that possible? I've known you forever. Aww, you guys. Dude, shut Ooh. up. Thank you. <laughs> And I've known you forever as well. That's nah, too late. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you. I've yeah, known I like the nice, mistress though. that you get, like the, the Valentine's Day <laughs> gift on February 15th. That's right. Like, I, yeah. I get it. I know yeah, where yeah, I stand. Yeah, yeah. I got you a black diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why you give me a white diamond? <laughs> Now I want a black time. Um, well, I, I think our time is almost up, John. Doesn't well, get better than that. I'm going to leave right now. <laughs> Where are you really? No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to watch the rest of the show. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I think it's been made very clear to me that this segment is over. Oh. <laughs> oh, John, you're okay. the best. We love you. Yeah, we love you so much. Keep oh, it going for John too. Hodgman, everybody. <laughs> He's the best. He literally. I'm Terrence McKnight. Join me for a new season of the podcast where people tell stories about the classical music that shaped their lives. I'm Tom Hiddleston. My name is Natalie Joachim. I'm Marin Alsop, and you're listening to the Open Ears Project. You're going to meet some incredible people and maybe, like them, fall in love with a piece of music. The Open Ears Project. Listen wherever you get podcasts. it up. I have one job. Um, all right, y'all ready for our last comic of the evening? Do you want to introduce or no? Um, yeah, let's do it together. Okay. He um, is... Okay, well, I'll start. <laughs> he is so funny. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> hysterical. Yeah. Uh, you know him from Bob's Burgers. Please give it up. For John Roberts! Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Hello. How's it going? I'm John Roberts. Uh, 
I guess I should tell you a little about myself. Um, I'm half Irish, I'm half Italian, and that makes me gay. Uh, I play Linda on Bob's Burgers. Thank you. Thank you. I was so, when I got the job as Linda, I was so excited because I was like, I'm finally going to really get laid now. You know what I mean? And uh, that didn't happen. But um, no, because I feel like people like, like they think I'm going to turn into Linda. You know what I mean? Like when we're doing it, like I'll be like, we'll be doing it. I'll be like, come on, fuck Linda. Come on. Don't you want to fuck Linda? Like, after we come, I'll be like, all right. <laughs> fuck Linda, fuck her. Uh, uh, uh. So come back and fuck Linda. <laughs> no, they come back. They come back. <laughs> Trying to get that residual money now. Yeah. It's too late. Design Within Reach has it all. Um... I just moved back from the... I was in the, on the West Coast for a while. And I just moved back to my roots. Back on the East Coast! <laughs> Woo! No, it's great. I, uh, I bought this really old house, and I think it's haunted. It's, uh, it's really old, and uh, I think it's haunted. And I try to impress the ghost, you know, by, like, just keeping it really clean and, like, respecting it. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, he's really keeping it clean, isn't he? He's British. The, the ghost is British. <laughs> oh, look, he's polishing the floors just like I used to do. <laughs> oh, John's masturbating again. <laughs> so stupid. When I, when I, um, when I first moved in, I, had, like, I, I learned how to ride a motorcycle and stuff, and I got like a muscle car in L.A. I like, was really douching out there for a while. And uh, I shipped it all back, so like I thought, like all the neighbors were gonna think I was straight. You know what I mean? Like, like really butch. You know what I mean? Like, like all the girls would be like, "Oh my god, like who's that guy? Like who's that guy?" I moved next door. Like, but like I blew it because one day I thought my I have like these two the gayest dogs in the world. <laughs> like always putting them on Instagram and stuff, but they're really gay. And um, I thought one ran away. And I was just, like, cleaning the house and, like, flip-flops and bikini briefs or something. And uh, I just got... I panicked, and I just ran outside. I was like, Iggy! 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 I got, like, really gay. Like, uh, it was like, oh, like, I guess he's gay. Like, the neighbor is like, ah. Oh. Just, like, outed myself. No, because I, I sometimes I try to imagine, like, I could pass for straight, right, guys? A little bit? All right, everyone, like, put your head down. And, like, put it back up for a second. She's like, nah, he's gay. He's totally gay. Like, I know, I just like Gator. He's really gay. I want to have like a really like, like when I meet someone, like have a, like a big gay wedding, like really gay, like, like so gay that you could see it from space probably, <laughs> which would be nice. It makes sense. Cause like gay people, we don't really have angels, you know, like, no, it's true. Like. The closest thing we have to angels are like lesbian astronauts, just like fly, like, just like looking over us. You know what I mean? So it'd be like really gay. It'd be like two unicorns. As soon as you walk in, they'd be like bending over with like a rainbow shooting out of their butts and stuff. And we, like we would walk in, and like Rosie O'Donnell would be there, like just like you know, and Susie Orman like giving out like oyster shots and stuff, like a whole like, you know. 
And like all the tables that have like all like condoms and lube and stuff. And like Harvey Firestein would do like the thing, like, do you take John to be a lovely? It'd be beautiful. Be beautiful. No, I, I don't want to be like one of those gay people that's like always insulting like lady parts, you know? You do that or like around your like your straight guy friends, they get really mad. Like, hey man, that's not cool. Like I gotta eat that, you know? <laughs> but I don't know. I have this guy we're hanging out in our families this you know, it's the holidays, we gotta hang around our families, I gotta go hang out with all my relatives from Staten Island. You know, I got this one cousin, Joey. He's like, always oh, like, John, like, how's the comedy going? He's like, maybe I could do a little comedy, right? I want to do some comedy. Like, well, how do you do it? Like, what's it like? How do you do comedy? So this would be like, this would be my cousin Joey doing stand-up comedy. Hey, how you doing, everybody? I'm Joey. How you doing? Uh... Uh, you ever feel like a dick and you don't know why, right? All of a sudden you feel like a dick and you're like, why do I feel like a dick all of a sudden? The dick feeling. Come on, say it with me. The dick feeling. Right? Like when you're like, when you're trying on sunglasses for the first time, like, why do I feel like a dick all of a sudden, right? The dick feeling, right? Or like, or like when you get stuck on like a roller coaster, you know, you feel like a dick, Right? Or like at the end of like a really good movie, like after it's over when you're like walking up the aisle. Like what, I feel like a dick, you know? I feel like a dick. (laughs) The dick feeling. Right? I was thinking, you know, it would be fun, you know, because they got all these like cameras now. It's like 1984, you know? They got cameras everywhere. And like if you drive through a light, all of a sudden you get like a picture in the mail. You know, you're like, oh, we got you, you know? But wouldn't it be fun if like... If, like, they did, like, funny stuff, like, that happened to you and you got a picture in the mail, you know, like, if you got into a fight, right, you got, like, punched in the back of your head, like, boom, you know? <laughs> like, you get a picture like that, you know? Right? Like, you're taking a poop, like, oh, like, they get a camera in your bathroom somehow, you know? Like, oh, I just did that, you know? Oh, you know, I was reading, lots of depressing news nowadays. You know, I was reading about uh, uh, Linda Carter from Wonder Woman that played Wonder Woman has irritable bowel syndrome. No. That's right. You know, back in the day, you know, she would spin around and around and she would transform into Wonder Woman, right? It's beautiful. If she did that now, we'd all be covered in shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, uh, how do you know you're at a gay picnic or a gay barbecue? All the hot dogs taste like shit. Good night, everyone. I'm Joey. That's Joey. He's funnier than me, actually. Um, You guys don't really like me. You just want to see Linda, don't you? Yeah, I wrote a song about it, and it goes like this. Everybody loves Linda. Nobody loves John The only time they ever listen Is when Linda is on People turn to Linda when they need a laugh though In real life, 
I'm just a balding homo. Give me a chance. Give John a chance. Give me a chance to shine. I'm flying. Or was it all in my mind? Thank you, everyone. Good night. I'm John Roberts. Thank you. Thank you so much. Two dope queens. John Roberts, John Hodgman, and Sonia Denis. Tito Queens is produced by Joanna Salataroff, Jim Poyant, Paula Schumann, and Rachel Neal. Our team includes Joe Plord, Matt Boynton, Ed Haber, George Wellington, Isaac Jones, and Shanoa Estrada. Our theme music was composed by Jeff Broski. Hey, hunty! And be like Mark Zuckerberg. Like us on Facebook, okay? Did you know that you can get our podcast on iTunes, Google Music Play, and now we're on Spotify? Don't forget to subscribe and comment and follow and like and all that goodness. And look, I know I'm going to sound like your naggy mom. Do the dishes. Make your bed. Get a clean wipe. Why are all these socks crunchy? <laughs> Ew. Uh, sometimes socks get crunchy just because they're old. Like That is so ignorant. That's like why you don't have kids yet is because that's your first thought of like what a mom does. It's like just handling jizz in the teen years. The point is, be sure to subscribe to our show. It really makes a dip. That's all for now, y'all. Wacky <laughs> <laughs> So there's like a lot happening. There's like like love triangles and Screech is like super into Lisa Turtle. <sighs> that I sounds mean, really cool. Zach and Kelly. I it's, mean, well, have you seen from Justin and Kelly with Love, the American Idol movie where they go on a resort? Hello? Yeah, I want to uh, dial into a conference call with Mark Paul Gossler and <laughs> Tiffany Thiessen. You want to um, dial into it? <laughs> Who are you talking to where you need to dial into that? I'm talking to my assistant because how dare oh. you compare fucking Justin and Kelly to Zach Morris and Kelly Kapowski? How dare you make that comparison? I mean, the show sounds good, to be honest. It sounds pretty tight. Hey, guys. Guess what? I am going to be a part of RuPaul's Drag Con, babies. That's right. If you're in the L.A. area, I will be there April 29th and 30th. Please go to RuPaul'sDragCon.com for info to look at a cute picture of me and also to buy tickets. I'll be doing panel, taking pictures, and signing my book that you already bought. And if you already bought it, just buy it again because mama needs some new pants. 